0: It's a football podcast with Safa Dean.
1: We even switch sports. It's a football podcast. What are we doing? Tyler Dragon. I was not finishing
0: 45th. I got a whole bunch of gold medals in my closet. They ain't no 45th. We win over here. And Josina Anderson.
2: That was a Twitter Spaces <laughs> gem. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I dropped that and then the next day, the boop.
0: Each week, our USA Today Sports Plus Insiders talk axes analyze O's
3: and bring you behind the scenes. Exclusive, entertaining, insightful, because they know football.
1: But what's it called?
3: Yes, a football podcast.
1: All right, guys, Aaron Rodgers still owns Chicago. Josina's Browns are injured and on the mend. The Cardinals are 6-0. DK Metcalf might have lost his mind this week, but uh, Tyler, Josina, I want to kick it off with with some great audio producer Emily has in store for us. And uh, Tyler, I really think you're gonna like this this little segment coming up here.
0: <laughs> First of all, I did graduate from Howard University. Now, you know, I do have I do have some East Coast in me, and I I, I do miss me some crab cakes. I'm gonna keep it real. The Baltimore got some great crab cake. Are we saying Baltimore is a culture? Just because they produce to wire. I mean, the left coast is the best coast. Before we went off the rails of my at my West Coast LA accent, I'm going to go ahead and pick the team in LA,
1: the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. We you picked the Chargers and you picked wrong. I tried to tell you Lamar was it? I tried to tell you the Baltimore Ravens were going to win last week, Tyler. What do you got to say for yourself?
0: Y'all came with the receipts, first <laughs> segment in the podcast, man. You you called you called me out. I admit you were right, but now don't forget on Twitter, sweet. on Twitter Spaces, I was not confident in my pick. I said I can see <laughs> The Ravens winning that game. The Chargers had to cross travel all the way across country uh-huh, playing that uh-huh. early time game. Lamar uh-huh. Jackson's playing at an MVP level. Yeah, and the Ravens you. put it on the Chargers. I can't admit I was wrong. I'm not going to be wrong too many other times throughout this season. You're not that, You're not that far ahead of me in our NFL picks. But I was wrong. I give it to you. The Chargers got their butt whipped in ball in baltimore justin herbert did not play well the defense was giving up rushing yards galore it was just a bad outing by the los angeles chargers and they're going to go into their bye week kind of picking up the pieces but they're four and two the ravens they're clicking in all cylinders right now atop of the afc north and they have a big game against the emerging cincinnati Bengals team i'll actually be in baltimore Josina calls me the West Coast, Tyler, but I will be on the east side of the country grubbing on some crab cake. So I can't wait to watch that game.
2: (laughs) I I do want to say really quickly, the Cleveland Browns just tweeted that they're placing uh, Kareem Hunt and JOK on uh, injured reserve and they're signing running back John Kelly. So that just came across. As well, just as we are on the air, go ahead.
0: Can we play Josina's uh, audio on the Browns? Uh, you know, looking good, and them uh, might be able to beat the Arizona Cardinals. Just, Can we play that audio? Mr. Emily, you I got mean, to it?
1: you got to say something here. You got to add something. Why don't we have receipts, everybody? And 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 and, 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 and picked the the Browns.
3: Look, we're not look, going. Look, uh, look, 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 I know whose good side I need to be on. <laughs>
2: Wow! <laughs> Yo, I did wow. not say I never pick no team. And let's qualify what happened to the Browns since we just already just jumped into. <laughs> yeah, the bring
1: game. it up, bring it okay. up, Jocino, please. Number
2: one, their two tackles did not play. I'm sure you've heard of them, Conklin. Here's and the that's going on. Oh, Go okay. oh they're, okay. Oh, their 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 top rusher, Nick Chubb. Out because of a cap. Oh, and then they lost Kareem Hunt during the game. Oh, and then uh, Baker Mayfield dislocated his shoulder during the game. Again, Again. and then uh, 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 hold uh, on, (laughs) and then OBJ also hurt. I mean, so can we go on and on and on? So very hard to qualify. You know all of that stuff that you was trying to roll up on your girl. With all of those significant <laughs> injuries and situations going on, mm-hmm. particularly on offense. So
0: uh, man, right no, 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 no hold out. on, I'm hold good on, good no time out, now, time Why out. Now, time I, gotta, I got, I got, I got to come out. back after that. We're not going to sit here and act like the Cardinals' head coach wasn't in Phoenix with COVID and not even at the game. A play caller who hadn't called plays since college. Their best defensive player, Chandler Jones, at home. Come on, the Cardinals were short-handed too now. And they still came to Cleveland and beat down your brown.
2: The equivalent of what they had out was not equivalent to what happened with the Browns. That's number one. Number two, they already had their plan in offensively when the news came out with regards to um COVID. They also did a large scripting of the plays prior to coming into the game. And then when you're talking about who's coaching, Vance Joseph, all right, we're talking talking about someone who has head coaching experience, you know, already <laughs> comes in, you know, can handle it. Wooty 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 woo. So they were pretty much fine with that. They Woo-dee-woo. didn't. Yeah, they, they didn't have come on Come on now. So I mean, I'm not not necessarily saying I'm not necessarily saying that the uh, Browns would have topped them off if you know everything was equal. It might you know it could have been a three point game, one point, whatever. But all I'm saying is that's a big deal Mm -hmm. in terms of time to throw when your two tackles are not on the end.
0: I'm hearing a lot of excuses, but that's okay.
2: I mean, it's just like it's just like I heard somebody mention on the last play of the, the Bills' uh, Monday night game because I think Josh Allen was missing a tackle too, right? So the the, the pressure that uh, – what's his name? Simmons came in and was able to stuff uh, Josh, Josh Allen on. You don't maybe get that play if you got the protection. So you can't ignore huge pieces on the edges when it comes to your barricade. That's all I'm saying. I'm just all I'm saying.
1: Josina, Josina and Tyler, we are all missing the point of all this Okay, here. what's the point? Is that is that Tyler was wrong about the Chargers? Yeah, guys. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about you know we're talking about the Browns. We're talking about the Bills, guys. He was wrong about the Chargers, and I was right about the Ravens. <laughs> were you were you
0: wrong about the Browns? Were both of you wrong about the Browns?
1: I would say, for Josina's sake, I was wrong about the Browns. Oh, okay. But just listening to Josina rail about you about everything that was going on with the Browns <laughs> I just made my day, Tyler. I'm just, so I'm, I'm, just, oh, I'm, just, goodness, having, I'm just having
2: it. to do a Claire Huxtable. Let the record show. That should be that should just be a a segment. A Let the record show, like uh, you know, and that's how they used to say it when she used to do back in the day. Okay, I know i mentioned that mm-hmm. before, but anyway. So go ahead, it.
1: Guys, you know, now that we're still, you know, now that the Browns became a big topic of what we're talking about, I mean, Baker dislocating his shoulder again. The left shoulder, not a storing shoulder to the right. Um, OBJ had a shoulder injury in that game. Kareem Hunt's going to be on injury reserve for a couple weeks. Um, you mentioned the linebacker, JOK, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamora. Mm-hmm. Shout out to me for saying that name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Browns have a couple of pieces that are not going to be with them for the next couple of weeks, and it does hurt you know, uh, where they are at this point in the season. Um, Justina, can you give us a little bit more light, uh, I guess, on what Cleveland has to go up against, you know, here in the next couple of weeks?
2: As far as this Thursday or as far as just looking ahead? Yeah, as far as the trade as far, deadline? As far as too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, first of all, I would say that, you know, one of the biggest things that the Browns also want to tighten up on is uh, just defensively. You know, I, I believe it's over 60-plus points in the last two games. Um, and in addition to that, um, I know some uh, people have just been talking about um, wanting to simplify things in all phases of what they're doing. I think Kevin Stefanski mentioned mm-hmm. that this morning. You had a player also talking about the need for um, – guys just having a better grip of what is in the menu of what they're calling. Um, in addition to that, um, it would be interesting to see if they're going to man up a little bit more and not be so much in zone and let the corners compete a little bit more. That's another thing that I've been, you know, kind of hearing that I was going to mention tomorrow, but you're getting a little preview of that. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and then looking ahead, I think that for Thursday, um, people were talking about it before the Cardinals game, that this was going to be a really big game to kind of analyze and observe the connection between uh, Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham jr. But I do think that it's a little bit unfair to, or not unfair, but it's a little bit hard to really gain a great assessment, um, at least for this current, current picture, not saying that they weren't at full strength, but before that, um, um when you have these pieces missing but the fact of the matter is this whole situation is going to be put on blast on national television so now the commentators are going to be talking about it everybody's going to be watching and um i don't i don't want to be like really like but i feel like this is really the where the rubber is going to meet the road on this season with respect to how this game kind of goes as far as the tone for the rest of the season given some of the dynamics that are playing out behind the scenes
0: Every time Jocena talks about the Browns, there's like, you know, she's very optimistic. There's, there's a good – there's an easy tone. It's a soft landing. You got to go easy on her Browns. But I, I do agree. Their defense has been pretty bad. They gave up 47 points to the Chargers, gave up 37 points to the Arizona Cardinals, and that is way too much for a defense that has Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett, two of the best players, in the NFL at their position. And then on the offensive side of the football, we all know what they can do running the football. But with their two running backs, you know, nicked up, that's going to be tough because the onus is going to be on Baker Mayfield. Oh, and he's hurt too. So (laughs) the Browns, they're the walking wounded right now. But the good thing for them is they are playing a team in the Denver Broncos that I don't believe is that good. It's (laughs) on a short week. And I told you at the beginning of the season, I thought Denver Broncos, they were fool's gold. And it turned around. They uh, lost to they the lost Raiders at, at home. home. A, a Raiders team that <laughs> we all know that, you know, they were rallying behind their new coach. But it's hard to believe that their mind was all the way into in that game after the tumultuous week that they had in Las Vegas. But the Broncos, they're not a really good football team. So even on a short week, Baker Mayfield is all signs are pointing that he's going to play on Thursday night. Uh, are Nick, they? Nick Chubb, I, I believe so. And Nick Chubb, I believe he'll probably play. And I think the Browns will have enough to uh, win at home in that game. But they have underachieved. And I'm not going to have the violins out like Jocena and be optimistic Cleveland Browns. They have underachieved. They have a championship roster. On that team, those 53 players, they have a really good football team on paper, but they have not performed well on the field. And when you're looking across that division, you have the Baltimore Ravens, as we touched on a bit earlier. And then you have an emerging Cincinnati Bengals team who beat down the Detroit Lions last week. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers, we all know that they're they're still in the mix and they're still going to be a force to be reckoned with in AFC North as well.
1: Yeah, the AFC North has has to be you know one of the best divisions in football, maybe with the NFC West. Um, And and the way I look at the Browns, like you said, Tyler, championship roster, but you got to have it on the field. And like Jocina mentioned, all the injuries. Baker's going to throw with one arm. I mean, I mean, it's his throwing arm, yes, but I mean, the way he landed on his shoulder in that second game, there's no wonder why he you know likely dislocated his shoulder again, like he said after the game. Um, I'm interested to see how this this team gets back, you know, healthy. Nick Chubb's got an injury. Hunt's out for three weeks. So those are two players that are the keys to the offense. And then, you know, you have Odell Beckham Jr., who had five catches in the last game, showed a little bit more chemistry than they have in, you know, this season, last season as well. But, um, Josina, you know, there's a lot of trade talk about OBJ coming up, and I don't know, I, I don't know if you guys heard. Stephen A. Smith is 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 spit, putting this in the atmosphere, and once I heard it, it sounded so genius, and I'm like, want to trade for Odell say? Beckham from my fantasy team. So he said that o, OBJ needs to needs to go to the Green Bay Packers. The Packers need to stop messing around, send a draft pick. Um, you know, even though Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers going to be their last season there in Green Bay, as we know for now. Um, OBJ's contract. Maybe you send a third round, fourth round pick. You can you can part ways with him after the season. But the Packers want to go all in right now. I w- I would go I will go get OBJ. What you think about that, Josina? She's firing off her text OBJ right now. Yo, with <laughs>
2: the Um, I think that Stephen A. Smith's comments are curious. Um, <laughs> as far as the timing of that and the team that's being said, I'll just keep that to myself right now. Um, so I, 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 I will put that in my mental category
1: and
2: talk to a few folks about a few things when I get a chance. Um, what were you about to say, Tyler?
0: Could can, can, can I ask you this question? Mm-hmm. Do you think OBJ needs a change of scenery?
2: I think that we need to get past this Thursday game. I really just think we need to yeah. get past this Thursday game and see and see what happens. Um just in terms of how things play out. I think the timing of the game being a national game with everything that's just kind of going on. I just, it's just my feeling um, with having, you know, covered this team for a while um, and other, you know, components that I think this uh, this game is going to be a, a, a tone setter.
1: Very much so, Jocelyn I have to agree. I think with the injuries that you have with Cleveland going on up and down the roster on both sides of the roster, um this Thursday night game on a national scale um with everybody gonna have eyes on the Browns on Thursday night it's definitely could be a turning point in their season
2: especially and if it were a loss
1: especially if it were a loss of course you know you could as we guys know you know I've you know covered Dolphins last couple of years to lose on Sunday morning in London when you lose on Thursday night when you lose the Sunday night game or the Monday night game Those results are just extrapolated so much more because the entire country is watching. Um, So like I said, I'll be interested to see how this Thursday night game unfolds. All right, guys, my favorite, favorite moment of the NFL week last week was Aaron Rodgers just completely flexing his muscle all over the Chicago uh, Bears. Um, He scored a rushing touchdown to kind of put that game away. And at the end of the touchdown, he's just looking up into the Bears crowd and just telling them, I own you. I still own you. All of my life, I've owned you, um, guys. What do you think about that moment? For me, I love like Aaron Rodgers, one of my favorite quarterbacks. So when I see, you know, a player just kind of inserting themselves and making themselves, um, you know, bigger than they are, and showing the Chicago Bears fans why he's been so dominant over them, um, you know, it was just really one of my favorite moments of the week.
0: Yeah, I loved it.
1: I mean, when a
0: player uh, talks mess and then backs it up. That's all I can ask for. If you're going to talk the talk, be sure to walk the walk. Aaron Rodgers has the receipts. He has the resume. He's 22-5 and five versus the Bears, and he has owned them. He's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. The Bears have been trying to find a quarterback Aaron Rodgers' whole career. <laughs> so he's really <laughs> owned the Chicago Bears, and I don't mind the trash talk at all because he definitely backs it up. And the Packers, Look now, don't look now, but they are playing like one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best team in the NFC, besides the Arizona Cardinals.
2: So um, can you guys run it back for me and tell me exactly prior to the Bears game, um, you know, how that came out just specifically so I understand?
1: Sure, Josina, I'll tell you. I'll run the backstory for you. Mm -hmm. So Aaron Rodgers had a 21 and five record on the Chicago Bears uh in his entire career before this game last week so he went up to 22 and 5 um got another win over them he's been so dominant over the bears and like he loves the city of chicago he was asked about the city of chicago he loves the city he loves the people there bears fans don't have the same amount of love for him as he may have for the city and for some other people there um you know he grew up a bulls fan watched a lot of bulls games on tv so Was asked about that. Could he possibly play in Chicago next year um, because of the contract situation in Green Bay? And he's like, no, no, no. That's never going to happen. And so what does he do? You know, up a couple points and ready to put the game away against the Bears last week. He scores a touchdown, runs right over to the right pylon, does his touchdown celebration. He says some fans were giving him the double bird, the single bird, the middle finger from the stands. And it completely incited his, you know, reaction after the touchdown where he's screaming to the fans and the cameras on Fox caught the moment. And he's telling them all my life, all my explicitive life. I've owned you. I still own you. I still own you. And ran back over to the sidelines.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. Well, I think here. Well, here's. Well, first of all, that's awesome. I love anything where um it's just fodder to you know write about and get everything amped up you know when you guys i think one time in episode one we were talking about the legion of boom and i was mentioning the reason why i love covering it was because all the alpha personalities so i love when uh you know, players trash talk, obviously, in a way that's, you know, fun and within within the lines of the game. I think it just adds to it. Um, and the fact that Aaron Rodgers started off with zero touchdowns, two interceptions to start off the season, and has since 6, 8, 10, 12 gone 12 and 1, 12 touchdowns to one interception between week two and week six. And coming off of a game in which he had a 73% completion percentage, QB rating of 128. I mean, he 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 might have been down. I think I might I might I think I recall Tyler saying something about uh, after week one and making the comment about the flip flops and all this something something. But he is certainly oh here, co-
1: here comes Tyler old comments up up to the table <laughs> Sorry, again, Josie. Cer-
2: cer- cer- but certainly he is a person that can <laughs> gather himself quickly after the criticism. And you know what. Can I just say I'm not uh, I'm I'm in nowhere like a you know I was a D1 athlete but nowhere in, in any sphere of what these athletes are doing obviously in the NFL mm-hmm. but I have to say mentally though you know if I if I'm I'm kind of the same way you know if I if I mess up and you know or some something comes after me with criticism I I clean it up you know pretty quickly and and then come back with another you know AK myself so I can appreciate that from Aaron and I mean that from the standpoint of a performance standpoint you know what I mean. So are you I, saying
0: you have some last place finishes uh, running track shows? <laughs> uh,
2: you know what? Hey, hey, hey there's, a, there, there's a couple of times where my dad will uh, show you some footage of me hitting myself with the baton in the relay or, you know, or telling people in the stands. My daughter runs two speeds, dead slow and stop, you know, if I was if I was losing. So, uh, you know, we, we, we have a lot of Josina anecdotal uh, Tar Heel um, stories if we have to go there. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> you have some humbling track and field moments. I feel mm, you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I hear you with the Aaron Rodgers thing and, it, you know, not to add anything to that, but sort of add stuff to that. I mean, I have to kind of imagine, you know, the OBJ and uh, Aaron Rodgers connection. That would definitely uh, mm-hmm. be something right now, although I have to think about how that ball would spread around with the current assets they have at the wide receiver spot.
1: Listen, it's just Devontae Adams. It's just Devontae Adams. They don't got nobody else to throw to. Mm. Could I say something real quick? First
0: of all, I never threw Aaron Rodgers under the bus. I don't know where that came from. It works <laughs> in my mouth. Like, I don't know like, where that came from. Producer Ember, you
1: got to go all the way back to week right, one for us. Right.
0: Just throw it. The, the, the bullets we are said, just said, flying said, for well. me, this, this podcast. But I've covered a, a Packers game this season when they were. Uh, traveled to San Francisco and Aaron Rodgers was clicking on all cylinders he and Devontae Adams so um, the Packers they look really good right now and I think they're going to be in the thick of things uh, when it's all said and done one of the last team standings in the NFC so no I was never pressing the panic button when they uh, put up a no-show in week one never that was not me Mm. Somebody else,
1: mm. Not me. <laughs> mm. but yeah, look, the Packers guys—they've won five in a row. Um, very far from that Week One dud against the Saints, where Jameis Winston looked all world with five touchdowns in that game. Um, the Packers are going to play uh, Washington; they're going to host Washington this week, so it looks like another win for them. And then uh, the week after that, big matchup on Thursday Night Football. Tyler, I think you might be at it. Uh, the Packers at Cardinals um, in two weeks, so we'll see how Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, com- you know, comes along. We'll see if OBJ is going to be another target for the Packers. I would love to see that with Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Jones. Um, there with Aaron Rodgers, but we'll see how this goes in the next couple of weeks for the Packers. They're definitely on the right foot, definitely still one of the best teams in the NFC. And like you said, Tyler, they definitely, with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, you got two of you know, the best QB receiver tandem in the league. Um, you got to self, you, you have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs this year for sure. All right, Tyler and Josina. Tyler, I, I'm going to give this one to Josina again because uh, we love talking about her Browns, and I think they could be using a quarterback that, that's available on the market, guys. I think you know who I'm talking about. Cam Newton said on his YouTube channel this week, um, he still wants to play football, still has the urge, of course. He finally got vaccinated. That was one thing that maybe caused a hiccup with this time in New England outside of the fact that Bill Belichick was ready to go on to Mac Jones, but... Cam Newton says he's got some calls. Josina, you broke some news, reaching out to some teams um, that, you know, can, that have a quarterback, uh, a need. Um, you know, what do you think Cam ends up? Do you think it happens anytime soon, Josina?
2: Well, uh, just to refer to what you were saying as far as the tweets. Um, so um, yesterday I tweeted out that, you know, as of right now, um, obviously, you know, um, uh, street free agency is always a, a – Fluid thing, and then you have the trade deadline coming up, November second. But as of yesterday, mm-hmm. in this moment, that the uh, Seahawks um, were not eminently going to be pursuing Cam Newton. Um, I think that Cam, excuse me, that Geno Smith uh, did enough in that game uh, to buy extra time um, outside of the strip sack that happened at the end of the game with a uh, TJ Watt. And, uh-huh. um, especially when you consider the fact that that was his first overall start since 2017, um, obviously can't, uh, Gino said at the end of the game himself that he needs to do a better job of, you know, not having, you know, mess ups at the end of the game to, you know, contribute to the difference of things. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I do think that that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I also think what helps that situation for Gino and the outlook that they currently have, though it can always evolve is the fact that I believe their uh, buy is in like two weeks after this next game. So had that buy been uh, further down in the season, and you coupled that, let's say, if Gino were to kind of come off the tracks, I think it would maybe open up the macro perspective of maybe bringing somebody else in. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's the case as of right now. And then with regards to the Washington football team and having uh, Heineke and Kyle Allen and Fitzpatrick, I just uh, wanted to kind of check in with that situation this morning. Uh, what I heard was that uh, right now they're you know, going to stick with the uh, current um, personnel that they have uh, mm-hmm. and also looking ahead to the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick may be coming back in a, a few weeks. Uh, with regards to um, his hip situation, I want to take this opportunity to remind people that when we were um, talking on Twitter Spaces, I did recall telling y'all about the Cleveland running backs to you know watch out that might uh, impact. Them. And I did say that before the game, and then oh presto, the next day we hear that what happened: Nick Chubb was out with the castrate so that was a heads up on twitter spaces that those people heard with regards to that i just want to remind people about that.
1: people I'm, meaning tyler by the way go ahead Tyler. Give just her response. That, that was
2: a twitter that was a twitter spaces gem okay that's all i'm saying i dropped that and then the next day but the boop
0: <laughs> Josina will always let us
1: know when she's right.
0: She will always, <laughs> well, for sure, let us know when she gets up.
1: She, right. she will, she will always let you know, Tyler, when you're always wrong. <laughs>
2: That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, you you gotta let you gotta let them know. You got sometimes you gotta uh you gotta have your own um you know uh Tom Brady uh, uh Rob Gronkowski post Super Bowl you know parade just to let folks know.
0: I I do feel you and you were mentioning the Seattle Seahawks and I was waiting for you to start talking about the Washington football team because that is where Cam Newton should be. Mm -hmm. Washington is an ideal spot for him. We already know what he was able to do with Ron Rivera, the Washington football team's head coach. Now went to the Super Bowl together was, you know, yeah, was an MVP quarterback under Ron Rivera, Taylor Heineke. He's a serviceable quarterback, but he's a number two quarterback. He he can keep things afloat, but that he's really one of the key reasons why the Washington Football Team is two and four right now, and the Dallas Cowboys are running away with the NFC. Wait, so you're blaming so on, I re- you're
2: blaming on Heiner? I'm
0: blame- I, Some of the blame goes on him. Now their defense has not performed up to standard as well either with those four first-round draft picks along the defensive line. Their Mm -hmm. defense has not performed well. The offensive side of the football is not really gelling. But they need a spark in that that franchise. And I think Cam Newton can light a spark under that offense that's ranked in the bottom half of the National Football League in passing yards per game and and total offense. Cam Newton, he's not the same quarterback of old as in 2015 when he won that MVP. But – I believe he's a better option than Taylor Heineke, and the Washington Football Team would be better with him under center.
2: Um, can I just also really quickly insert this? Not that this is a—I know it's a football podcast, <laughs> but <laughs> I just saw this tweet on Twitter. It says that Ben Simmons was thrown out of practice today. I'm sorry. I, yeah, just, I, didn't,
0: I, I, I did. I did. I did see that Ben Simmons is. Um, <laughs> Yes, he,
1: conduct <laughs> so, conduct but, detrimental but to the, the team, guys.
0: But but Cena, did you see yesterday in practice he was practicing with a cell phone in his pocket? Oh my god.
2: He,
1: he was, was going
0: around practice with a cell he,
1: phone in his pocket. He was very much running not running through the place. He was yeah. Yeah, not
0: engaged at all. He is just asking to be traded. Wow. Shout out to the NBA season starting tonight though. Yeah. So can, I, nice yeah. can
1: I be traded too, please? Can I be traded We're too? You guys him. wanted to talk about Cam Newton. We're talking about sorry. the Seahawks, sorry, sorry, Geno sorry, sorry. Smith. Washington, Ben Simmons, we even switch sports, guys. <laughs> we even switch sports. It's a football that's podcast. That's what, what we, we do. Doing?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe Ben Simmons <laughs> wants to play football. He's
1: checked out of Philadelphia.
0: He has a cell phone in his pocket. He's clear. He was playing <laughs> in sweatpants. Always... I mean, no, I see football players practicing in sweatpants, not basketball players. I'm just saying, you so, can uh...
2: always bring it to football. We can always say, what is going on in Philadelphia with their top alpha, you know, star dogs when it comes to Carson Wentz, when it comes to – you know, Ben Simmons, when it comes to certain things, so that I'm just saying, you know, Philadelphia in general, what's popping? <laughs> what is going on? You got your dog getting thrown out of practice. You got your other quarterback gone to another team. You're trying to figure it out. You got an offensive coordinator who wasn't calling plays before, now trying to figure it out. So we that can do – you can always tie it back in. Stop, you know, it's the segues, the segues. The, the days of <laughs> Allen Iverson
0: are long gone in mm. Philadelphia.
2: But, but to go back – Tyler, but to go back to what you were saying um, – uh, the the I think, and I was talking to uh, Lake Lewis, who's a Washington football insider um, uh, a, a couple of days ago. And one of the things that he said is that when they finished their t- uh, their season last year, the way that the defense was coming on, just thinking that the uh, the team was reading too much of their own press clippings and Mm -hmm. thinking that they were going to come back the same. And I do think that there is pressure on, you know, uh, Jack Del Rio to, you know, kind of figure some things out. They tried to tweak uh, Landon Collins' position this past game, having him play more in the box um, and being, having, you know, less in coverage and, you know, kind of seeing how that plays out. There's a lot of talk with respect to the play in the secondary. So I think it's kind of similar to the Browns, right? That, after this game, with respect to, you know, the quarterback and the defensive play, and then the same thing with the Browns, this could be, you know, uh, a big turning point to make some, you know, bigger assessments.
0: I mean, that's really a shame that they're reading their own press clippings, because they were 7-9 last year. It's not like you had a whole bunch of great press. They won a division, the NFC lease last year at 7-9. So, <laughs> what kind of press clippings? You were under five hundred and won a division? Wow. Come on, watching But they season. did you obviously go
2: that. to the playoffs. I mean, it wasn't that you, you don't lost need, in the first round. But you don't need to be sixteen to know to go to the playoffs. Are so they are gonna celebrate the fact that they went to the playoffs and they ended up playing the eventual Super Bowl champions, you know, and actually did pretty well. At that point, people were still talking about you No, know, it's true. They were talking about defensive coordinator Todd Bowles and whether he was gonna have this defense ready. And that was at the time that the the defensive coordinator, excuse me, that he was doing all of those uh coaching carousel uh interviews. And then what did he go on to do to be uh, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and you know whoever else on the way to the Super Bowl. So
0: the Washington Football Team, they were celebrating a participation trophy. Oh,
2: okay, but listen, <laughs> Jocina, Jocina, Emela, you should have seen Tyler's face. Big red around that clap because if, if, if they, if they, if they, get back, <laughs> we're gonna replay that clap. Matter of fact, we'll just make it a five second tease and put at Washington Football Team. <laughs>
0: no, Art, I mean, I you mean, really Tyler, celebrate a seven and nine record?
2: Wow. Tyler started this podcast asking why I didn't clip things about Josina yes. or Safet. I'm just saying you are digging that hole for yourself. So <laughs> anything how, you did came just, from you.
1: I just love how Tyler made this face when Josina was going on about Washington playing Tampa Bay <laughs> <laughs> in the playoffs last year. Yes. And Tyler Tyler's first they
0: played, thought they
1: played hard. On. The, Tyler's first thought was hold on, Josina, Cleveland Browns watched the football team, Super Bowl. Was that your pick last year? That's that's all I thought about And Tyler. <laughs> And then by the way, we talk about press clippings. I mean, I'm pretty sure some of the books behind Tyler got all the press clippings from his track and field days. Okay. Tyler, I know you like to read your track and field clippings, finish fourth, finish fifth in the leg race. And you still <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, you're still <laughs> keeping that clipping for your time, man. Wait, no, hold on, hold on. Time out,
0: time out, time out, time out, time out. I have no track and field clippings behind me. These are books because I actually do read. But first of all, I was not finishing fourth and fifth. I got a whole okay. bunch of gold medals in my pocket. Okay. There ain't no fourth and fifth.
1: We win over here. Tally, <laughs> the, the We Win Over Here podcast featuring the Cleveland Browns. We win over that's here. A, that's <laughs> our we show. We win
2: over here. I kind of like
0: that. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Ain't no, four, ain't no participation trophy. We're getting gold medals. <laughs> but who not did, who did we celebrating. we like the guys. Washington
2: football team is playing next?
1: They're playing Green Bay at Green Bay this oh week.
2: Oh my gosh. I'm it's, telling you. An an a, a, these are some. These are I,
1: some. It's an it's a L, but I think Tyler Haneke, uh is going total toward Aaron Rodgers. For like three and a half quarters. But
2: by, by yeah. the way, as you make fun of me bringing up that playoff game, that was the breakout game for Tyler Heineke. That led to them actually giving him, you know, the contract extension to come back when Cam Newton was an option on the market. You know, with regards to no longer being with the Carolina Panthers. So
0: it is what has you done for me lately, and what has Taylor Heineke done for the Washington Listen. football team lately?
1: Listen, he's got to put it together, and I think when you saw Josina Chase Young. Um, Terry McLaurin, all these guys kind of vouching for Tyler Haneke at the end of last season when Ryan Fitzpatrick went down this season, you know, they just got to put it together. I think he has some talent. I think he can carry them for as long as he can. But um, I, I don't see it, it being bright for them, especially this week going up. in Green But Bay. But,
2: th- but this is what I will say. So you see these two monitors back? here. I'm still working my monitors, learning what the hell I'm doing with this little this vibe interactive board. However, I, I will say I might put this down right now. If the Washington football team beats the Packers, we may have to put you in both of these monitors and do a a quick reaction to that just right then and there if if that happens. I mean I will be I will be calling the Washington PR because I'm gonna ask for an interview if that happens, but then we going we, we might have to roll back on you right then and there, Tom just uh, okay okay just and we might we might if not the Green Bay wait pa- till pa- if the
0: Green Bay Packers win, you owe me a steak dinner.
2: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not accepting. The terms. I'm not, accepting the terms. not accepting the terms, Tyler. I, I, I Tyler, haven't know. you learned <laughs> Josina's
1: rules? Right now, she's the one that always wins, <laughs> and you're the one that always loses. Yeah,
2: I, 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 I don't. I don't like these. How, terms. how am I going to negate my own stake prior to the previous terms that we have with respect to getting the food with the soup? We still don't
1: even know the terms of that, Josina. I'll be yeah, honest. Okay, what, what? What about what about Ben's chili bowl?
2: Ben's if Chili Bowl. If the Washington
0: football team loses uh-huh. to the Green Bay Packers, uh-huh. you owe me Ben's Chili Bowl. I, I,
2: I, we, get, we, sure. got a, we got a clap
1: from see, producer see, Emily for Ben's Chili Bowl. Shout out to yeah. them.
2: Seeing as though I'm not in the area and can't get to it, so how are you going to make that happen?
1: Okay, I, I know
0: restaurants in your city too. <laughs>
2: So time now for our weekly NFL insider picks where Soffit and Tyler go at it. And we're actually introducing to this segment today, Lance Pugmire, who is joining us as our resident betting expert. Lance, thank you for joining us.
3: Thank you, Justina. It's an honor to be with you.
2: <laughs> All right, so let's start off with what's on the menu for Thursday night football. We've got the Broncos 3-3, and coincidentally. Oh, my gosh, same record as the Cleveland Browns. I know you guys were talking about the Broncos initially when they started off 3-0, and but those wins going up against teams who were uh, not winless when you looked at the course of that span. The Browns now uh, coming off of a loss against the undefeated Arizona Cardinals that entered that game 5-0 so what do you guys make of the um this matchup for thursday
1: tyler i mean baker mayfield has one working shoulder kareem hunt is gone for the next three weeks nick chubbs coming back we think might not come back obj has a shoulder injury tyler i'm picking the denver broncos in this game denver on the road tell me what you think tyler if this is any game for you to catch up to me in the standings i'm two games up on you it might be this pick right here off the top tyler well, the Cleveland Browns
0: are the walking wounded, as you said. They have an extensive, extensive injury report. <laughs> However, I am picking them to win at home. I know it's a short week. I believe Baker Mayfield is going to play. I believe uh, Nick Chubb is going to play. That defense has to play better football. It gave up 47 against the Chargers, 37 against the Arizona Cardinals, but I think the home cooking is going to serve them well this week. Against a Denver Broncos team, that is not that good. I've been saying it all year. I got
2: the Cleveland Browns winning. Lance.
3: You're absolutely right. I mean, that's a great pick, Tyler, because let's be honest. <laughs> Whoa. You know, what? Being, yeah. Being at home, what? you know, even though they are banged up, being at home in front of the dog pound, can rectify a lot of woes and I that's what I expect will happen I mean look everyone's down on Baker Mayfield right now he is coming on a short week it's going to be a tough uh uphill battle but he still has Chubb back there he's going to find a way to get this done and look you guys mentioned it at the beginning Denver starting off 3-0 and was a complete sham and it's been com- completely exposed in the three weeks since so I- I'm expecting the Browns to win this game you know by at least a touchdown Lance, you and a, you you not note, man. Mm-hmm. you're not off on a good
0: note, man. You're not off on a good note. I like Lance already. We got <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. We gotta replace Lance with. We got to
1: get you back. Yeah, we got to replace Lance with Sop. Either way, either way, against. Tyler, you're still going to get Josina's wrath. So.
2: <laughs> and, and it's only the first. We got four to go, so we'll see how long this relationship lasts. So far, we've got the three and three <laughs> Chiefs going up against the Titans, who actually pulled it out last night against the Buffalo Bills. Thoughts on this game and whether you can be um, that high on the Titans, seeing as though if their coach makes a different decision and goes for the field goal and not that call, maybe this would have had a different result mm. last night.
1: I don't think so, Josina. Derrick Henry is a man amongst men. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to really say about Derrick Henry, that you can't say he is humongous. He is fast. He runs over everybody in his sight. Um, He ran over the Bills last night, and I think that's a bad game on the Bills. I think he was just – Derrick Henry was a huge matchup problem for them. Um, The Chiefs defense is struggling all season, like we know, Tyler. I think Derrick Henry runs through them too, but I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Hill, and Travis Kelsey. I'm going to take the Chiefs this week on the road.
0: So I might surprise you with this pick, but I'm going to say a quick story really quick. Mm. I met Derrick Henry when I first started my NFL journalist career, and mm. He's one of the few players I've ever met where I'm like, I am so glad I do not play NFL football. <laughs> there is no way I would want to tackle that man. He is huge, and to, for him to be a running back, for him to run that fast, it, it's you can see why he runs over everybody. He is a man amongst boys so out there. I'll just go ahead and say it, Saab. he is a beast out there, running back, and he's the best running back in the National Football League. However, with that being said. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know what? I
0: got the Chiefs oh. winning this game. I picked them Why? every single week, and I've been wrong three weeks, but it's okay. you been wrong a couple times. But, but yeah, I've been wrong all three times. I but guess we'll they, both they, be they, wrong they, this but, week. But, however, they're going to win. They're going to win. Why
2: did we even uh, come they're to?
0: They're going to stack <laughs> eight men in the box and try to stop Derrick Henry and force Uh-oh. Ryan Tannehill to beat him with his arm. Brian Tannehill, just the
1: average quarterback, I got the Chiefs
2: one. All day. we needed to do was just replay the video. Like, seriously, <laughs> just, just put a- Lance,
1: Lance, you were shaking your head. What you think about yeah,
3: You're yeah. going to stack the box with eight men. All of those eight men have struggled all year long, Tyler. I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, true. we know it's tough to come off a Monday night win, especially an emotional one like that. But I think the Titans really did find themselves Monday night. I think that, you know, you can make the case, and I'm sure they're making the, the argument in that locker room that we're the best team in the AFC. And now they have a a great opportunity to double down on that by beating Mahomes. I mean, if you can beat uh, Allen and Mahomes back-to-back weeks, I mean, look at where we are going to consider these guys at the end of this week. So I like the Titans in this game. I think that the chiefs have just had so many defensive problems and Mahomes is just not himself, you know, a few too many mistakes, including that, that pass that we saw last week, even though they pulled away late. Um, I'm liking the Titans here.
2: And, you know, that brings I, up a very in- – go ahead, Tyler.
0: I know y'all going to clip off this clip. <laughs> the Chiefs lose.
2: <laughs> you said what?
0: But go <laughs> ahead. You said, you know what?
2: Are we going to do what?
0: You're going to clip off this clip if the Chiefs lose. I already know it. I <laughs> see yeah. it coming. But Emily's shaking her head like – <laughs> well, for,
2: first, first of all, I would I, he he brought up a good point from the standpoint of I think we're learning some things about you know Patrick Mahomes and just and here comes one of my life lessons. Here we go, Tyler. You mm-hmm. know, life when lessons, when it comes to everything Anderson. working out your way, it's so easy to continue that spin of, you know, keeping your flow and keeping your zone and, and, you know, success begetting success when it's all working well. But, you know, the true measure of yourself is obviously how you deal with uh, adversity and how you respond to things not going your way. And you know that's invariably going to happen, and the water is mm-hmm. going to meet the mark at some point. So now, now that you're not kind of riding the good vibes, and not saying it's just vibe, obviously they're riding off talent and performance and coaching and scheme and strategy or what have you, but it's a whole different scenario when you're knocked off your skis and you have to come back on your skis. That requires a different level of character and it requires a different level of endurance mentally and, you know, with your focus. So I uh, I will be interested to see in this game how Patrick Mahomes uh, specifically handles himself through the ups and downs of the game, I would say.
0: And that's Life Lessons by Josie <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the 4-2 Bengals facing the 5-1 and one Ravens. Man, let me tell you, I've heard a lot of spitfire coming out of Baltimore with respect to that team, the head coach, cracking back at all the Lamar Jackson critics, um, even though he didn't have his best stat line coming out of this past game. Uh, when you looked at that roster and how they lost J.K. Dobbins and how they lost Gus Edwards mm-hmm. and still the man that I, I I'll name, who always I forget during this podcast, um, they are 5-1. and one. And then looking at your Bengals, you know, Tyler always has something to say about the Bengals. But all we know, though, Soffitt, is since he's left town, they are 4-2. and Soffitt, start us off.
1: It's hard to top that. (laughs) I got got the Ravens this week. I'm sticking with Lamar Jackson. They pulled through for me against the Chargers last week. Lamar Jackson's better than Joe Burrow, too, Tyler. What you got?
0: I need a bulletproof vest in this podcast. (laughs) That's all I know. You know... The Lamar Jackson is undefeated as a starter versus the Bengals. Uh, he's the Bengals kryptonite. And even though Cincinnati, they're playing really good football with Joe Burrow, that defense is playing well. Jesse Bates. Um, however, Lamar Jackson is just too good. He's probably the MVP right now. Uh, either him or uh, Kyler Murray He's playing uh, some of the best football of his entire career. I that defense tight. held to. No, no, no. I still give it to Ooh. Lamar Jackson. But mm-hmm. that defense held a really good Chargers offense to six points. That really impressed me. I think they win at home over a division rival, Cincinnati Bengals. So
1: I have the Baltimore
2: Ravens. And team. breaking alert, uh, running back Nick Chubb is officially out for Thursday night.
1: Ooh. Ooh. See, I love my pick even more. We can't go back and do it over. Uh, Hold on. We can't, we can't go, go, go back can't, and do it can't over, can't Tyler. Lance, I'm keeping Whoa. it. Go Browns. Oh. Lance doubling down, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Lance, chime in on our Ravens pick. Ravens and our Bengals.
3: Well, look, I mean, it's a, it's kind of a replay a little bit because you just saw Martindale, the defensive coordinator, shut down Justin Herbert, and, and now he gets another young quarterback with Joe Burrow. I mean, I expect more of the same. And how can you deny? I mean, the way that Lamar Jackson is playing, I mean, that type of uh, playing style doesn't slump, you know. And I'm not expecting it to stop especially against the Bengals. I mean, I know the Bengals can be uh, pretty uh, formidable up front, but um, he's got a lot of answers. I mean, he's just uh, so aware of the pocket and, and, and everything that is there for him to take advantage of. It's been quite impressive to watch and uh, it's actually great to see, you know, to see a, a young man like that develop and really come into his own to reach this type of peak that he's at right now. It's uh, very enjoyable.
1: Yeah, and I'll also add to that, the Ravens, you know, Lamar Jackson's obviously the, the running, the the, the, the bane runner on that team, but uh, they lost all those injuries, like Jocena mentioned, the running back, and Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, and Latavius Murray all scored a touchdown last week, yeah. so. I, I think they're turning the corner. Like you guys said, I, I you know, I, I really like Baltimore in this one. just
3: you know. They they turned back time, really, with those three guys doing it. And then you've got, you know, it seemed like when Bateman came into the game, the new receiver, I mean, the crowd was really energized by his presence. And I know they have high hopes for what he can accomplish.
0: So, I think at, right now, at this very moment, Baltimore is the best team in AFC. Wow.
2: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Baltimore.
1: So. You, see,
2: you see how he changed his mind now that he's going to baltimore mm. i believe the beginning mm. of this podcast has mm. something else going on i'm just mm. saying producer
1: emily always but, with the receipts but, but when, you, but when you're
2: naming your elite of the conference you also have to think about you know how they would fare against the in a matchup so are you telling me now tyler that if the bills were facing the ravens <laughs> that next week that you would go ravens
0: Yes, I will go Ravens. Lamar Jackson is playing better football than Josh Allen. That deep for that defense, you know, that was their my main concern with Baltimore. Despite the injuries at the running back position, is that defense and how their secondary would play. And for them to, I know it was at home, but to hold a Chargers team with a really good offense, two really good receivers to six points, they only scored. One touchdown that entire game. That tells me that their defense is turning the corner. And Lamar Jackson, he's taken another level at quarterback being a pocket passer. We all know what he can do uh, scrambling and running with the football. So, yes, right now, week seven, the Baltimore Ravens, in my opinion, are the best team. And hey, Lamar, in the come
2: UFC. on your girl show, man. Come holler at your girl. You, you don't do these interviews, man. <laughs> Every time I send you a little message on Instagram, you like thank you, thank you. But then when I be like, yo, you coming on my show? I'll be straight cricket. <laughs> you don't okay. want
1: to talk to Miss jocina You no, don't
2: want her to talk you know, it's to you. Not, it's not that. No, no, no. It's not. It, it ain't got it. He, he joking, don't do I'm no. He, you don't hardly seem to do any sit down. There, but it's all good. Um Lamar we uh, always making sure that you're recognized uh with the balanced look with regards to what you're accomplishing on the field. So let's move on to the next game. We have the 2 and 4 Colts trying to come back and the 49ers 2 and 3, man. Let me tell you since they went to uh who uh what Trey Lance? No 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 no. Since um what did I what did I do? Did they go to the Super Bowl? No no no. Yes. Yes. They went to the Super Bowl. Yes. How yes. long ago? How uh, many years cheat. ago? Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. So ever since then, man, it's been like tough, kind of getting back over their skis, man. What do you guys think about this? Listen,
1: it's gonna be tough again for them this week, Tyler. I'm going with the Colts. I think the Colts played really well um, against the Dolphins. They had the Ravens up. They were up big on the Ravens before they lost that game late, and uh, they just came off of beating the the Texans 31-3. I'm gonna take the Colts. I think they got a lot of momentum, and I think uh, Trey Lance is still very much a young rookie. um, You know, as Jimmy Garoppolo's out. I
0: have the San Francisco 49ers. I think they're a better better team. Their defensive line is one of the best in all of football. And we all know Carson Wentz's ankles are a little shaky. So when you have Bosa and that other side getting after you, that's a recipe for uh, trouble. I have the 49ers beating the Colts. I don't think the Colts are that good either.
3: No, I don't. I agree with you, Tyler. I mean, the Colts are not that good and they're going on the road, you know, kind of a long road trip there. I think am I mistaken that Jimmy G is back for this game with with uh, Lance kind of banged up a little bit. I but, think
0: Jimmy G is back this game too.
3: So look, I think he's going to I mean he this is a guy who's kind of, you know, lost his footing, Ooh. maybe lost his job and now he's playing with some desperation uh, against a, a Colts team that I'm not really sold on. I like the I like the 49ers in this spot and I agree with you. I think that defense is going to have its way against uh, Carson Wentz after he's had a, a couple of very good games in back-to-back back
1: weeks. Lance, that's twice, Lance. Lance, that's twice. We've disagreed already, man. This is the week I to, catch you. We're going to cut this up, Emily. Emily, cut this up so I can take my four game lead on Tyler.
2: Monday, Saints three and two, oh Seahawks two and four. Uh, the Saints <laughs> are trying to get back on track, man. This is not what they expected, uh, but obviously been without their top dog wide receiver and uh, and and, and, a, and a number of injuries. I know that when we spoke to Sean Payton at the beginning of the season, he is you know constantly talking about the guys that are set to return. Um, I think that they're trying to gear up for a strong second half of the season once they finally you know come off you know with their health and everything like that. The Seahawks, 2-4, and four, made a valiant effort to try to come back against the Steelers but did fall short when T.J. Watt got that strip sack on Geno Smith. Nonetheless, they are sticking with Geno, also looking ahead to a buy and the eventual return of Russell Wilson off IR. Guys, what do you think about this game?
1: I'm going with the better quarterback. I think Jameis Winston's going to do better than Geno Smith in this game. It's going to be tough for New Orleans on the road in Seattle. I think that's a Monday night game as well, but um, I think Geno Smith doesn't have it yet. The, the the strip sack that he had to end that game on Monday night football, on Sunday night football against the uh, Steelers um, could have threw his receiver, you know, ahead of his receiver, held onto the football. Um, I think some more of that happen happens against New Orleans. I'm gonna take Jameis Winston and Alvin Kamara against the Seahawks this week, Tyler.
0: I do like the way the Seattle Seahawks played uh, with Geno Smith, that quarterback. They kind of rallied behind him. Their defense played pretty well. Even in a loss, uh, you know, they put up a really good effort. Um, but, yeah, I we're going to agree on this game. I have the New Orleans Saints going to Seattle and beating the Seattle Seahawks. So we agree, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, you guys are absolutely right. I mean, the Saints are are just going to be too much for the Seattle team. Uh, you know, with Geno Smith, they're just not what they were even close with Russell Wilson. And it's, it's just it's such an uphill battle. Plus, they've got Carson missing. So just too tough of an assignment here.
2: The only thing that I would say on this is that, you know, the game is home. And the Saints do have to travel um so that's always something just to you know consider though it's obviously on a longer week that they're doing that travel, and I do believe typically they try to get in um a little bit early, but you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll see um I do know that the Seahawks, as I mentioned, were encouraged by the play of Trey Brown uh in place of uh, Sidney Jones and they're trying to make some tweaks on the back end um I do think that, you know, Gino is, uh, you know, trying to be, you know, very spirited with his play and will make some adjustments with regards to how he carries the ball. If he's trying to, you know, ha- do that, you know, third down and got to have it. Um, but like we said, we'll, we'll just wait and see because, you know, I'm not going to actually give you the pick. I'm just going to throw a little salt and pepper in there and give you a little seasoning. And that's all.
0: Mm -hmm. I think this is a big game for Alvin Kamara, the national spotlight. He's probably going to be the best player in the field. This is a big game for him. He's going to have a big
2: game. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that was your picks via the NFL Insiders of It's a Football Podcast. Either way, we'll see how these records start looking as we move towards my free tenderloin asparagus and mashed potatoes. (laughs)
1: And that's a good point to end the pod, guys. Thank you so much. Lance, thanks for joining us. Um, You know, guys, follow Lance Pugmire, our new sports betting and gambling insider with USA Today Sports Plus. Uh, Continue to follow myself, Josina, and Tyler. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Check out our Twitter spaces every Thursday around 7 p.m. before the Thursday night football game. And if you haven't already, download that USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store, in your Google Play. We want you to fan hard over USA Today Sports Plus. Guys, thanks so much for listening.
0: I, I I got another pick. I'm picking the Lakers to win the NBA championship oh, this cut season. It up,
1: cut it up. Cut it up.
0: Cut out. Cut out that. <laughs> cut that. <laughs> Guys, it's a
1: football podcast. It's a football podcast, Tyler. It's a football podcast. Find it now
3: on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.